Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so glad you're tuning in today. Before you listen, could you take a minute to rate and review this podcast? Well, recently, as I was wishing Lisa, my next guest, happy birthday, she was telling me an amazing story that was so touching. I knew that she had communication and woo in her top five strengths, but she literally had me on the edge of her seat as she was telling just a simple story. I knew immediately I wanted to hear more about her other strengths too. I've known Lisa for almost 40 years and love so many things about her. She has had her shares of joys and sorrows that she's weathered courageously. Her love for learning, especially learning deeply from God's word about his character and love for people has given her such strength and hope as you will love hearing about. You'll get to hear how the Lord has tenderly cared for her through so much. Enjoy listening to our conversation. I am so excited for you to hear from my friend today, Lisa Elmore. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Barbara, for having me. I'm so glad to be here with you. Oh, I am so thrilled to have this conversation and for people to get to hear from you. You're just a a wealth of knowledge and fun and encouragement. And so I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Oh, this is so fun just to um, have a little time to talk about you and your strengths and just kind of how you've seen those lived out in your life over lots of years. I think of just the years that we've known each other. It's been a long time, but just, I just appreciate so much just who you are. And I always feel like you're so eager and conscientious and just you bring, you're the life of the party. So it's just fun to kind of peel back some of those things and see what your strengths are and how those have been showing up in your life. So well, tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do and where you live. Okay. So um, as Barbara said, I'm Lisa and um, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. And I am a single mom and I have four adult children um, who are wonderful. And they live in Charlotte, North Carolina and Birmingham, Alabama and Chicago, Illinois. And I have the privilege of kind of um, running a women's discipleship ministry here in Atlanta. And I teach um, four different Bible studies and with different women. And then I meet with them one-on-one and get to know them in a personal way. And I also have the privilege of leading trips to Israel when we're not having coronavirus and um, um, love that. And I also have some experience with um, house remodeling and house flipping. Oh, wow. Well, that's exciting. I know it's fun just to to kind of see you on this video as we're talking for this podcast and just, I want to just come over and have a cup of coffee with you. That'd be so fun. Please do. Please do. Come to the time you want to. That'd be great. Well, let's just start with um, 
getting a little glimpse of what your top five Clifton strengths are. Um, tell what they are and a little bit how those are working out in your life. Okay, so my five strengths are learner, input, woo, communication, and connectedness. Um, and um, how they work themselves out in my life. Okay, so my number one um, strength is learner. I just enjoy learning really almost about anything. And I think um, it reminds me of a quote from a famous scientist. I think it was Johann Kepler said that science is just thinking God's thoughts after him. And Mm. it's kind of, we see it in the world around us, which I love learning about. I love history. I love anything that has to do with the Bible and Bible history. That's super fun to me. Um, And I think very impactful for people's lives. And um, I, you know, I've said for years, you know, that one of my main goals in life is to be a lifelong learner. And when I looked at the number one thing of being learner, I thought, oh, well, that fits in what I've been saying for about 10 years. So um, anyway, just uh, love new information. And we have such an amazing, you know, world at our fingertips now with the Internet Um, which makes it even more, you know, challenging. But um, learning from other people is probably the thing I enjoy most, hearing other people's stories, how God was at work in their story, what God is up to. Those kind of things are super exciting to me. So in the learning field, that's what I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I know... um when we talked briefly, you mentioned, I was wondering like what that looked like as for you as a child, um, learning and tell me about that. Um, so as a child, I, I did not know this at the time, but now we know so much more about learning styles and, um, how children adapt and compensate over weaknesses. But as a child, Um, I had undiagnosed dyslexia and ADD and um, not the hyperactive kind of ADD, but the attention um, deficit ADD. And um, I did not realize that until I was homeschooling my children um, for 11 years and saw um, some things in one of my children that, that showed up dyslexia and ADD. And as we did an educational psyche vow with him. The educational psychologist was commenting that he had had dyslexia, but I had actually (laughs) inadvertently remediated him without even knowing it, um, which that was kind of crazy. And also, you know, commented on his attention deficit. And um, anyway, so uh, it made it harder for me to learn, but I didn't know I had this. So I just kind of kept going. And my parents put me in kindergarten when I was um, four and I was in first grade when I was five. So I was younger than everyone else. Um, Some people were a whole year older than I was. So I was not only struggling through the age differential between myself and the classmates, but also just those learning disabilities coming into play. So um, it made it super challenging, but um, God was 
um, super gracious to me and um, gave me an amazing memory that my parents actually both have had amazing memories. Um, And so I inherited that from them. So I used that memory as a workaround um, for the ADD and the dyslexia. So, um, but I, I did not learn to read phonetically until I was home educating my children in my late twenties after I'd already graduated from college. Wow. That was, I bet that was a real um, interesting discovery for you. Just figuring all that out. (laughs) It was, it was hilarious as I'm having aha moments with the educational uh, psyche valve lady who is fabulous. So um, anyway, but it did, pull some puzzle pieces of my life together for me. So that was also kind of neat. Mm, That's great. What about learner? It kind of can dovetail, I mean, input, it can dovetail into your learner strength. What does input look like for you? Um, So if you have these kind of deficits, you have to, you have to get extra input before the pieces of the puzzle really start to click. Um, for you. So that's where my researcher comes into play. Um, And because I'm a Bible teacher and a tour guide, um, you have to research and kind of memorize information to be able to to regurgitate it to other people and help them uh, see what's going on in a given situation or what's going on. I know we led... um, uh, college student groups in um, Yellowstone, and I would always do the tours around Yellowstone and talk about how Yellowstone came to be, and um, I loved that. So that was um, just researching things and seeing how the how pieces fit together. I really enjoy that, and that kind of fits in with the fifth strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what about woo? Naturally charming. These people can. Ex- extraordinary. They have an ability to draw others out and talk to strangers about anything, anytime, anywhere. I see that in you, Lisa. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) Yes. I love meeting people because see, that's another way to learn things. Um, It's just people are, every individual is a wealth of information themselves. And so um, that's one of my probably favorite proverbs is a man's heart is like deep waters and a man of understanding draws it out. And so, um, that's, I just think people are so fascinating and God's image bearers each carry unique, um, things with them that help, help us understand how the world works and why they're important and what God's, purpose or plan might be for them. And so it just, I don't know, it all fits together for me. So I love woo and meeting people um, in life. And my life has been so much richer because of the people that God has brought along. Mm. I know recently you were telling me just about um, just even your definition of woo, of being able to connect with people to really have, I can't remember how you said it, but just to have a impact in someone's life? Um, Yes, I like connecting with people. And I think one of the things that God has been doing in my life um, 
through a prayer workshop I went to right before um, coronavirus started in January of 2020 was a, a workshop on prayer. And I think I was very um, convicted how I had kept prayer in a silo and and Bible in a silo and evangelism in a silo. And I think the Lord was showing me, I want you to mix all this up and um, let all these different areas cross-pollinate with one another. And so um, a friend of mine um, asked at a restaurant if she could have a prayer request from the server. And I was just uh, listening and watching to see, well, whoa, how's this going to go down? And the server at the restaurant, his response was overwhelmingly positive. And I was kind of shocked by that. And um, then it wasn't too much later, we went out to lunch again, and that same lady was at the table and she did it again with another positive response from the server. And so I just kind of thought, I think this is something that I'd love to do. I'd love to ask people how I can pray for them. And um, so I kind of started on that about a year and a half ago and have not had one negative reaction and have had overwhelmingly, amazingly positive reactions and have been so privileged to pray for different people along the path that I don't think I would have ever gotten to connect with them on that deep of level had I not asked. So that was, um, I think, the woo uh, in in action. And yeah. um, one conversation stands out in particular. There was a guy in um, Breckenridge, Colorado. I went to visit a friend of mine and um, be gorgeous day. And we were eating outside and um, it makes you pay also close attention to the server's name which is, I, I think, really important. It makes people feel seen and heard. And um, so we were connecting with our server. His name was Trevor. He was just precious. I think he was a ski bum in Colorado. And um, anyway, just uh, nice as he could be. And so we asked him, um, I said, you know, hey, Trevor, is there anything, you know, special that my friend and I could pray for you for? And um, he kind of backed away from our table and turned turned around with his back to us and actually started crying and um, and then came kind of composed himself and came back to the table and said, well, you won't believe it. But my grandmother died um, three weeks ago. And we said, oh, my, she she must have been very special to you because we can see how much you loved her. And he said, oh, she was amazing. And my friend and I, we had 10 children between the two of us. And um, he said, yeah, my mom was not in a place where she could raise me um, part of my childhood. So my grandmother stepped in and raised me. And that was just very touching to, you know, think of someone that, you know, was in a spot where they couldn't really raise their child. And then this yeah. amazing grandmother stepped in and just filled a void that no one else could fill and how impactful um, she was in his life. And um, my friend asked the server, um, did she take you to church? And he said, yes, she did. And um, 
I just said, well, I just can tell you, I believe God sent us here today to encourage you and to tell you that we're going to keep praying for you. And, and we feel quite certain that your grandmother was praying for you. And maybe we're actually an answer to her prayer. And we had the most incredible conversation with him. And at the end of it, he thanked us about five or six times. I mean, it was pretty amazing. So mm. um, anyway, and then I ended up sending him some books a few weeks later. And anyway, so it was just really special. So um, we see how God wants to take all of our strengths, no matter what they are, and use them for his glory. And that yeah. was just a super fun time to cooperate with whatever he was doing in Trevor's life. Mm, that's so neat. Well, kind of, um, yeah, dovetails a little bit too into your communication strength, which is your next one of um, people that are naturally engaging. They can have compelling messages. They inspire others to listen. They give voice to visions and thoughts and feelings. And I know even just a lot of times when we've talked, like you will have a story and just, you are an amazing storyteller. And um, what do you enjoy about your communication strength? Um, I really enjoy um, using it along with the input and the learner in teaching Bible study. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I tell the girls in Bible study, I told them last night I was teaching at Georgia Tech and I said, I highly encourage y'all not to trust someone you do not know. And I think that's the purpose of Bible study is to get to know the God of the Bible because we don't want to trust someone we don't know. But if we get to know God in the pages of scripture, it makes us, it helps us want to trust him more. And so that's one thing I really love about communication that that you can actually use it to be a launch pad to help someone connect with the God of the universe in knowing him. And so, um, so that is just probably one of my favorite things that, and then giving people a framework for theology and the Bible, um, kind of based on the meta narrative of scripture. Like what is the overall arching theme of scripture and um, I think it's, you know, the presence of God, God wanting to connect with his people and um, God wanting us to know him. And so um, communication super helpful when you're trying to do that. And then your last one, connectedness, naturally holistic um, people that believe we're part of something bigger. They have a brave faith that can embrace ambiguity, providing hope comfort and peace to all. What is, what does that look like for you? Connectedness. Connectedness shows up for me um, like it has this past two semesters in my Bible study at Georgia Tech. When one of the girls shared as a prayer request that she wanted to do an internship in CSR, which stands for community and social responsibility. And a lot of corporations these days have this wing of their corporation for how the corporation actually interfaces with their community and, and the broader community in general. And children that grow up and are looking for their career want to be involved and partner with a company that is involved in their community. And so this has become 
kind of a buzzword and kind of something that they're looking for when they lock arms with a corporation and get hired and actually go to work there. And so one of my girls was wanting to find an internship in CSR. And I knew of another lady in my Bible study on Friday that works for a large um, aluminum corporation, and she actually heads up that division. And so it was just sweet of the Lord. They were able to connect with one another and amongst a myriad of applicants for that internship position, the girl in my Georgia Tech Bible study actually ended up landing that position and is working for her right now. And I went to Bible study this morning and was speaking with the girl um, who heads up that CSR division for her company. And she said the internship um, with Grace, the girl in my Bible study, is working out quite well. So that was super fun to get to connect two wonderful people to each other and have one help the other one achieve what the other one, they were both mutually achieving their goals through her working there. So that was a super fun connectedness example. Yes, that is cool. Just to see how, how that comes together. It's just amazing. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. You know, as I talk with people about their strengths, which I love to do and um, helping all of us to understand what they are and um, maybe put more of our efforts and energy into what our strengths are. It's, it's really neat, especially when, you know, we see people that are thriving and doing well in their work or with their relationships as they're tapping into their strengths. But I know even when we go through hard times that it's, it is encouraging to see how, um, just who we are and what our strengths are can really, um, help us thrive or make through um, hard times in our lives. And I know just from being your friend, just that there's been some some hard years as for you in your marriage. And I would love just to hear a little bit. I know um, it's an area that you, I know that God's really brought you through a lot. And I would love to hear just what that has been like for you. Um. Thank you for asking and letting me share. That was the marriage piece of my life has been a very, that was a very difficult chapter Um, and very hard, especially the last 10 or 15 years of the marriage. So I was married for 32 years. I married my favorite missionary in 1984. And um, I, truly thought as a new college graduate, I was going to have the, what I call the chocolate covered Christian life, um, where it's all uh, sunshine and lollipops and um, God had a different plan. So as the marriage um, went on, my husband really struggled with emotional connection and uh, vulnerability and um, really moodiness and withdrawing from people. Um, I saw this not just in our marriage, but definitely in relationships with other men, keeping people at arm's length. And over time, that takes a toll on a marriage. And I um, discovered, you know, probably 28 years into the marriage, um, that what was fueling that was sexual addiction. And, um, 
it's hard to describe how that under that undercurrent is so detrimental to everything that God meant marriage to be. So, um, goodness, it all kind of came to a head. My children um, found things on his computer in 2010, and then another child found something in 2011. And uh, then we had an intervention with a counselor. We had been in marriage counseling for about five years before this uh, came to the surface and he had been hiding and covering um, for this for years. Um, And it, anyway, it was just terrible and gut wrenching Mm -hmm. and painful and um, betrayal at a whole new level. And, um, but God, but God, right. Um, Yes. He was with me through it all, through thick and thin, and and he sent his body of believers to come alongside me and support me. And I, that was literally, they held my arms up kind of like Moses and Aaron. Um, Yeah, that was very powerful, the body of Christ. So I have a whole new appreciation for how the body of Christ is so important. But anyway, the marriage could not be saved because my husband would not um, really repent or give up the lying and the deception. And so um, in 2015, I was put in the heartbreaking position of having to file for divorce. And I, I used the strengths. I was like, <laughs> you were talking about the strengths. Um, before we started the podcast and I was kind of laughing because I was thinking, oh, it, there, I had no strengths and, and I still don't, you know, feel like um, I have many strengths, honestly, but um, I, I was relying and surviving off of the strengths of input and learner to try to figure out and wrap my brain around what was happening in my marriage. And mm-hmm. I pursued books. I pursued people who were experts in this subject matter. I got a coach of a lady who this is what she does for a living. And um, that was super helpful. And it, I always say God's a God of process, that he, he puts us in processes that help us see what his will is. And so I was involved in a long process of really kind of unpacking this whole thing of sexual addiction, which I knew very little about before what I call the big reveal in 2011, um, when we had the intervention and my children came forward and let me know what they had found on their father's computer. And this was way past pornography. Uh, it would have made pornography look like a picnic, honestly. So um, anyway, um, very hurtful and hard. Um, But I also saw just in a prayer group that I was in, a lady came in and she didn't have any idea what I was going through. And we have a group of college moms that pray for our adult children And uh, she came in and said, we were asking her about her journey with breast cancer. 
And she had talked about when she received the biopsy um, that said that it was, it was cancer, that the doctor came in and told her. And she said the force of the words, you have cancer, just literally pushed her up against a wall. And then she said, and I looked up and I prayed and I said, Lord, what am I going to do? And she said to me that she heard the Lord say, this is not unto death. And it's the phrase that um, Jesus used with Martha and Mary about Lazarus. This is not unto death. And she said she just hung on to those words. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, that's for you. And I want you to pray, is this marriage unto life or unto death? And so I started praying that. And my husband and I at that point were in a about a nine month separation and just starting on it. And uh, I, I just started praying multiple times a day. Is this unto life or unto death? And after nine counselors and a 12-week inpatient treatment facility for sex addiction and uh, several people that we knew coming around us, coming around him, it became painfully obvious to me and everyone else that this marriage was unto death. And um, so I kind of waited till all my children were in a really a good, secure spot with people around them, good communities around them. And that's when I um, filed for divorce. Mm. Wow. So, so very heartbreaking. And I just admire just your steadfastness and your courage of just trusting God with the next step, whatever was I mean, I just can't imagine all that you've been through, Lisa. Thank you for just opening up a bit and giving just a glimpse of what this really horrific journey has been, but just how the Lord has carried you through it. And even like you said, as you've tapped into things that that were easy for you, the research and the um, just gathering information that you needed, but also just um, trusting him. And I'm sure as you, as people came alongside you of you just reciprocating that back to just with your kindness and your care for others. But wow. Thank you for, like I said, just giving us a glimpse into this journey for you. Well, um, it's really sobering and I just appreciate it. And I know that um, God is good and it's just so fun to see where you are now and just the ways that he's brought joy into your life, into different things that you've been able to give your time and efforts and energy to. Is there anything, I know you've mentioned about the, um, the girls that you lead in Bible study and can you give us a little more insight into that of just what that looks like as you teach them and just how encouraged you are from just bringing your skills and expertise and your joy of learning to these college gals? Um, that's a great question. I, um, 
I love spending time with them. And honestly, um, what I'm doing now wouldn't be possible if I were still married. And um, I've kind of reinvented myself in a way and my passions are still the same, but I'm just able to have the freedom to, to go over to their house and babysit a child if someone needs something, to take someone a meal, to um, spend time doing phone counseling, to go on a walk with a girl. We've had a lot of walks during coronavirus um, when it was just better to be outside. Um, so those are just some of the fun ways I like spending time with girls in my group and investing in their lives and helping them take the next step. Like what is the, the next step for them? And honestly, my, um, my prayer request for them is really that God would raise up spiritual multipliers out of the girls in my group. And so um, many of them lead their own Bible studies and some of them have people that they lead and some people have people that even those people lead. So probably a highlight was last year, one of the girls in my um, group calling me and telling me that I had great grandchildren and, um, mm -hmm. And I laughed um, because she had girls that were leading groups and those girls were leading groups. So that's ultimately um, the goal. And if, you know, it's not the right age and stage for everybody, but um, there, you know, will be, you know, several women that have availability and margin in their lives where they can lead a group. And that's, um, really what I'm also about is helping them facilitate and lead their people well. That's, that's just so encouraging. And I think even as like piggybacking off of like what you shared about your journey of just knowing just that foundation that you built in your life in college is, is what carried you through um, some of the darkest days that you experienced and knowing that just what a, what a blessing it is as you're investing in these eager college students and helping them be set up for a lifetime of who knows what's ahead for them. But what a blessing to, to be able to sit under your feet with your um, just joy and knowledge of God's word and just his love for you and for them. And it's just, it's, I love thinking about that. So they bless me. Uh, I always tell them far more than I ever get to bless them. So it's such a joy and a delight to really be able to spend time doing exactly what Jesus did. Okay. Now this is kind of hilarious because this is a lady calling that I actually disciple who lives in Australia. <laughs> oh, wow. Australia. Isn't that hilarious? And only God could do that. So she just called on myself and I'm like, Oh, it's Australia calling. So anyway, so um, awesome. with a 14 hour time change between us. So anyway, yeah. Well, um, Lisa, thank you so much just for um, giving us a glimpse into your life and just the things that you're learning just about who God made you to be and how that's brought you through um, so many yeah. ups and downs and joys um, too. But do you have any other little advice that you'd like to share with our listeners about any of your strengths or even just about um, the things that you've walked through that um, little, any other tidbit you'd like to share? Hmm. I guess maybe just one thought is um, 
based on kind of Romans 8.28, which we know what that says, for we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who are to those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. And I think my takeaway is that we don't get to define what is good in our life. God defines what is good in our life and um, things that we wouldn't have picked. um, God still uses to grow us and conform us to the image of his son and to strengthen our faith and grow our vision and just the bigness of who he is and what he wants to be in our lives on a day-to-day basis. I think that's a big takeaway. And the other thing is probably that God doesn't waste anything that he's into recycling. He recycles pain. He recycles joys, everything he recycles for his glory um, failure, weaknesses, everything, um, and can use anyone, even someone like me. Mm. Well, that's so great. One very last question. What has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? Definitely grandbabies. What is not to love about grandbabies? So we have three grandbabies in our family and two more in the oven that are about to hatch. So that's super exciting. That's so great. And we have one that's about to hatch any day now too that I think they might be coming at the same time possibly, huh? I hope so. That was fun. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for taking time to... Um, share things that you're learning and thinking about. And it's just so fun to um, hear you and see your pretty face. And thank you for being on Embrace Your Strengths. Thank you for having me, Barbara. You did such a good job. Oh, thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, darling. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.